So tonight we're going to be talking about being myopic. Dude, it's a short word. Myopic. I'll explain it later. So first, write that down. Being myopic at the top of your sheet. M-Y-O-P-I-C. That's too fast for me. M-Y-O-P-I-C. 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 Okay. Growing up, I hated school. Like despite don't yeah I'm just there's gonna be a little bit of story time and it'll all make sense in the end okay ready so I hated school growing up all right the only time I liked school was when I actually got to use my hands and like hands-on stuff you know that's kind of how the Lord has designed me to be I never learned something by studying it or something like that. Um, I always learned something by grabbing it and doing it kind of thing. You know, I didn't learn golf by reading a book about it. I learned golf by swinging the club thousands of times, tens of thousands of times, because I was really bad when I started. Um, but I always liked using my hands. Um, and I, I took this woodworking class um, growing up. It's the coolest, coolest class. You guys ever got to take a woodworking class? Anybody? They took it out of our schools. No. Yeah. It's at uh, north of Smoky Hill. Yeah. I think it's south. So I had this woodworking class. Stay with me. I had this woodworking class. We would make everything from furniture to clocks to CO2 dragsters. Um, it was awesome. Um, and I, I remember a specific one that I built. They handed me this block of wood, a rectangle of wood, and said, all right, make a dragster out of it. It was a straight-up just rectangle. And I had to use the lathe and, and, the, and the jigsaw and sand it all down. And I actually got to paint it and airbrush it in the end. And it was... It was freaking legit. I wish I still had it, but my mom threw it away. Uh, yeah, thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. Thanks, Marnie. Um, and it was awesome, you know. Uh, I loved being able to, like, get handed something and make something beautiful out of it. I still love that today, if you know me well. I love that today. Uh, it's part of my job, frankly. You know, I get handed something that's falling apart, and then I put it back together and make it beautiful. Um, it's awesome. Um, and really focus in on like details and do it really well kind of thing. Yeah. Anybody else resonate with this? You know, anybody else like I want to, when I make something, I want to make it really good. Whether it's cooking or, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, yeah. But my most hated subject in school was science. It made zero sense to me. I just didn't understand it at all. But, uh, the times I heard we were going to be doing experiments, I would be all in. I was all in. You know, if it involved a microscope, I was, I was in. Because why? I got to see it. I got to analyze it. I got to actually be involved in what we were talking about instead of whatever. I, I really don't remember anything or else I would have given an example. But <laughs> And sometimes I wasn't in the class, but... <laughs> I only went for the experiments and like dissections and stuff. <laughs> yeah, the frogs. We did a cat. Yeah. Uh, 
We named the cat Nancy, and we actually all got detention because of it. Because we were, uh, what's the phrase? Yeah, we got detention. I don't know why. School sanctioned. Yeah. Yeah, they were like, you're disrespecting the whatever. I don't know. It could have been that we were throwing knives at it. But, but anyway, uh, so anything through a microscope was fascinating to me. Right? Did this fascinate anybody else? Yeah. Getting to see this stuff like that you couldn't see with your natural eye. It's just like, what the hell kind of thing, right? Even like a telescope. Uh, we actually, I actually went to that t- thing when they like, the teacher said, hey, let's meet in the football field at like 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> I went to that because we got to look through a telescope and like you could see everything. It was cool. Oh, yeah. All right. It was. That was doing other things too, but like it was cool. It was really cool. I'm stopping. <laughs> um, but did you know? Did you know that mold is present before you can actually see it? You can it mold like that thing mold that nasty thing mold. You can. It's actually present probably in your bathroom right now, without you being able to see it with your natural eye. Am I interrupting something back there? Okay. Podcast is going to be here in your guys' little... So, um, mold is present before you can actually see the manifestation of it. Do you guys know this? Bacteria is present the same way, right? You can't see it. It's on your counter right now in your kitchen at home, but it's not. you can't see it to the natural eye kind of thing. Okay, sometimes we'll get into this in a second. Uh, but I, another thing about the microscope, I, was, I would always get frustrated if it was dirty. Hmm. You know, I would always get really pissed off. I'd, I'd get rid of that microscope and go steal somebody else's and say, how's your lens? Cool, that's now mine kind of thing, <laughs> right? Because I didn't like the blurriness. I didn't like the speckles that was on my lens because it actually inhibited what I was actually looking at, Right? Does anybody resonate with this? Just kind of like if anybody wears glasses in the room, you can't stand when they're dirty. Right? Oh, gosh, man, it sucks. You know, like I grilled on Tuesday, and I couldn't get the grease off my glasses for like three days. I grilled my eyes. Another thing I want to just kind of throw out there is, and it's always kind of screwed me up, is um, we have two eyes, but we see one picture. We have two eyes, but we do see one picture, right? And yeah, we maybe shut our right eye and it looks a little bit differently, or we shut our left eye and it looks a little bit differently, right? If you hold your finger up, it kind of bounces back and forth kind of thing. But for some, some reason, we have two eyes, but we have one picture that formulates in our mind. I want to talk about how this and the Lord and our focus on the Lord all interlink. Okay? This is going to be really fun. I, I've been, this has been burning on my heart for a really, really long time. And it sounds like a lot of, peop- a lot of you guys are struggling with this concept. And um, girls group, me and Madison were just talking over here. Just so you know, we didn't talk beforehand. I, had no, I have no idea what Madison's ever going to say in girls group. She has no idea what I'm going to say here. We didn't talk, so this will be very similar. 
Um, which is cool. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Um, yeah, got that. Cool. Okay. Jesus touches on this concept of being myopic, which means singular focused over and over and over through Scripture. Does he use that word myopic? No. Should he have? Yeah. <laughs> no? Nobody? <laughs> I'll have the answer to that one for Judgment Day, and it went belly up. April, when you took a risk, and it's not. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to talk long tonight, okay? Because we are actually going to do another little exercise at the end. Um, so the cool thing is, is the new, like, the, the way we're kind of headed with the home is uh, less me talking at you of how to do things and more you doing things after I talk about it a little bit. Cool? So if you're uncomfortable with that, you know, it was nice knowing you. Um, uh, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I hope you still come around because it's going to stretch you. And tonight's going to stretch you. Cool? So back to the mold. Back to the mold. Sometimes we take this stance of ignorance is bliss, right? Uh, yeah, there's disease over there or there's infection over there or there's bacteria on, on my sink and whatever it might be. And ignorance is bliss. I, uh, every week at my house when I was growing up, it would be cleaning Saturday. Yeah, it was terrible. Terrible. Cleaning Saturday. And I uh, am already pretty a neat person, so it wasn't as bad for me. But my sister's was just like, Wow. <laughs> and Juliet would not disagree with the carpet in her room anymore. Um, it's just covered with clothes. But, uh, yeah, it's tragic. I don't know what happened to her. Uh, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I had this mastered. Because, you know, Saturday nights for the what? Boys. Yes. So I, I believed in this. This was my religion growing up. So... At the end of the day, I knew how to pass the test more effectively than everybody else because Saturday is for the... Yes. So what I would do cleaning my bathroom is anything that had color, I would wipe it off. Yes? Like dust. If it had a dust film, I would wipe it off just enough to pass the test. Meanwhile, like, nastiness is actually growing. I'm just getting rid of the color. You understand my cleaning tactics? Yeah. And back in, the, back in the 90s and early 2000s, there was these big things called bed skirts. Oh. Do you guys know about bed skirts? Yes. I had one of those. And man, was it a lifesaver. Yes. Because all it took to clean my room was a couple of these. <laughs> Kicking it under the bed. Because... Ignorance is bliss, right? I took this stance in one of my first apartments, too. It's like, I'll deal with this when I move. I'll, I'll deal with this when I move kind of thing. And remember that because I'm going to touch on that again, okay? I'll deal with this when I move, okay? Sometimes we take this stance when there's infection and, and all these kinds of things going on in our lives, right? Maybe you guys don't understand that yet, but you will when I preach it a little bit, okay? So I would clean... Anything that was discolored, I would just get that off. Wipe it off. You know, the, the top of the sink where it gets covered with spit because you brush your teeth. Yep, yep just water. <laughs> 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 
get that cleaned right up. It looks shiny. It looks nice. And I pass the test all the time. My mom probably still does not know that. Um, but, um, and, and if anything like had a, a dust or a grime to it, I would wipe it off. That's it with water. Water and a rag. Boom. And I would pass the test. Just like mold and bacteria, we usually don't see it when it's little. But we see it as it grows over time. And then begins to come visible. And then sometimes we have bigger problems to deal with. You know, sometimes if you like get an, into an older home, there's this thing called black mold. Yep. That formulates over time and it gets very, very bad. And it can actually kill you. Do you understand that? Okay. So it's better to take, things, take care of things and not use my cleaning method. It's better to take care of things the proper way with Clorox and bleach and cleaning things properly. Right? Does this make sense so far? Cool. You're probably thinking, are we talking about Jesus tonight? Yes, we are. Hold on. I want to get to the root of bacteria and disease that infects us. Not in the sense of, okay, I need to rebuke and pray for healing over that infection and disease. But this eternal disease called our past and called our sins. Do you understand that those two things will ripple and ripple and ripple until they turn into a tsunami wave? And you will be like, oh no, I am way over my head. In first or sorry, Second Timothy two twenty one. Just write it down. I'll read it to you. Two twenty one. It reads, um, "Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be used uh, as an uh, sorry. He will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work." Okay, it sounds nice, right? I want to be ready for every good work for my master. Who's my master? Jesus. Yeah? Okay. So, it's this key word of cleanses, yes? Cleanses. If I cleanse myself of all of these things, then everything that I do will actually be in good manner of the Lord. And he will be well pleased, yes? He'll have a smile on his face when we come before him. Does this make sense so far? 24. Psalm 24, verses 3 and 4 read, um, Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? And who shall stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift his soul to what is false, and does not swear deceitfully. A clean hands and a pure heart. What's clean hands even mean? Like that I wash my hands every single day? That I wash my hands before meals? No, it actually means abstaining from sin. When I use my hands, it's usually a what? An action, right? I don't just use my hands to not do an action. Even down to waving from making a fist, it's all actions, yes? 
Everything that I do with my hand is an action. So if I have clean hands, it means my actions are actually going to be clean before the Lord and pure before the Lord. It's this whole concept of purity, yes? Not in the sense of just, oh, no, I didn't get my rocks off before. <laughs> Sorry, that was... Okay, not in the sense that I just didn't have sex, yes? But actually a purity of life. Does this make sense? Yes. Not, not in any other way, but just purity in life across the entire, entire board. Does this make sense so far? And then a pure heart. This talks about our inner world kind of thing, right? Our inner world, you know, our mind, our heart, our, all, our inner being, our soul, all of this. A pure heart. This talks about motives, you know, out of the heart, the mouth speaks kind of thing. Yes? Mm-hmm. So if I have a pure heart, I actually am inhibiting clean hands at the same time. Does this make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. Why? Because hands are actions. And what comes out of my heart will be an action. If I've got ugliness in my heart, I'm probably going to rip somebody's head off. Mm-hmm. Yes? If I have love in my heart, I don't rip somebody's head off. <laughs> Uh, thanks, like, good word, man. Wow, you're on fire tonight. <laughs> Purity of heart is singleness of heart. Purity of heart is myopic. Singular focused. One focus on the Lord. Right? Yes? Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. I'll let you catch up because you guys are all writing and I'm very proud. I'm very, very proud. In the Beatitudes, it says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they see God. Hey, did you hear me? For they see God. Um, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty freaking awesome, right? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. We'll come back to that. John five 19. We're all over the place, yeah? That's okay. I will never apologize for that. John 5.19. I'll turn there. I will, I, I will cue you when you guys need to turn to something, okay? Okay? Yeah, you can still turn to it. Especially if you get there before me. Okay. Oh, this is huge. This is huge. I forgot why I wrote this down, but now I understand. Jesus said to them, okay, this is what Jesus says, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of His own accord, but only what He sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, the Son will do likewise. Do you see that? What am I, what, when, what's the last thing that you guys have seen the Father do? Okay, that's the problem. Correct? If we're not seeing what the Father's doing, I'm sorry, we probably don't have the purest of hearts. Correct? When we see what the Father is doing, it actually instills, blessed are those who are pure. Jesus was so set apart. That's why Jesus is God. That's why, yeah, that's why Jesus is perfect. That's why Jesus is perfect theology and perfect doctrine. Yes? Yes. 
Because he saw what God was doing and got on board with it as fast as he could. Correct? Sometimes he even had to really escalate things and walk on water to get to where the Father was going to hit. Correct? Does this make sense? Okay. It's kind of cool. Right? Um, are we willing to go so far out of our way because we see what the Father is doing somewhere? Not just chasing glory, you know, not just chasing clouds or whatever, but hey, what's the Lord doing in my life and how fast can I get on board with it? Right? There's a huge revival happening in Brazil. Am I calling you to Brazil? No. Could the Father be? Right? Does that make sense? Yes. Cool. Turn to Matthew 6, verse 19. This is where it gets fun. If you guys aren't having fun yet, I'm sorry, but this is where it'll get really, really fun. Um, 19. 19 is the number. What did I say? 619. Good. That's what I was hoping I said. All right, ready? Yes. I'm going to read it to 24. And you'll see that there's kind of three kind of things that Jesus is accomplishing here we'll talk about, okay? Do not lay up for yourself. Um, hey, while I read this, uh, forget about money, okay? Yep. Okay? Yes, it says treasure, and yes, it says money, and yes, it says all these things, but I, I need you to remove that from your mind, and put I, I'll put something else in that blank, okay? Please? Cool. 19. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where, three, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves cannot break in and steal. Verse 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Okay? Verse 22. It's kind of the end of Jesus' thought there. And then he fires back up because he has another great thought. And he says, no, come on, man. Gee whiz. Thanks, Samuel. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye, eye, singular, yeah. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. Well, what are you reading out of? Passion? (laughs) What? Okay, that's why. <laughs> okay, it says I. The more practical translation, the better translation. Jeez. Heathen. Read it in the New King James if you want realness. Yeah. Okay, let me start over. Verse 22. The I is the lamp. Of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. Then if your light, well, then, if then the light, then the light in you is darkness, how great in is the darkness. I can't read ever. Why do I suck at reading? The Lord will help me one day. Verse 24. This is my, this is where I want to get. Verse 24. Uh, no one can serve two masters. For they either will hate the one and love the other, or they will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. 
money is properly translated into mammon. Okay? Which we'll talk about in a second. But first, remember how I said we've got two eyes? This is how we have to live our lives. Can any, any of you do the weird thing where your eyes go out like a fish? and We'll pray for you later if you can do it. We'll rebuke that demon out of you. You can do cross-eyed? That's okay. I'll allow that one. Because you're actually trying to... Yeah, that's fine. But like, what this is saying is it's impossible for you to look two different ways. It, you can't do it. Everybody's looking at me blankly. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can't look two different ways. I can't say, yes, I want you, God. Hooray, hooray, hooray. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I can't do that. Nobody laughed at that. Thank you. You probably too. And then say, nope, I want to actually be famous. Nope, I actually want everybody to take me seriously. Nope, I want this, I want that, I want treasure in my pocket, not in heavenly pocket. Yes? Does this make sense? Okay, mammon. No, this is not just about money. Mammon is actually one of the devil's names. Oh, I know. There's seven devil names. Did you know that? I know. This is creepy. Mammon is actually greed. Better translated into greed. So when it says in verse 24, you cannot serve God and money, it's actually saying you cannot serve God and be greedy. You cannot serve God and anything else at the same time. Did you know this? In in, uh, medieval times, um, this was the name of the devil, covetousness, greed. Yes? Wealth regarded as an evil influence or a false object of worship and devotion. Ooh, I was smiling. Now I'm not sure I want to. Right? This is how this is kind of going to feel the rest of the message. So just kind of be, be ready. Yes? Okay? So you can't serve God and also serve yourself. You can't serve God and... <laughs> no, I'll leave that one out. Um, yeah, so you get my point? Mammon is actually, like I said, a name of one of the several, uh, seven devils. There's seven different names of the devil. And this is one of them. Mammon. Do you understand how much importance Jesus is putting on this? If it's not him, it's not him. Yeah. Right? Isn't this fascinating so far? It kind of stirs you up and like, oh, frick, what's our, gonna, what's our activity going to be at the end? I'm not sure I want to do that. Yeah. It'll be fine. Right? Okay. James 4, 8. You don't need to turn there. I'll read it to you. James 4, 8. James puts it pretty plainly, just like he usually does, and says, Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Cool. Don't need to preach that, yeah? 
Nope. I mean, pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward, right? At the end of the day, draw near to God. Cool. That's awesome. And he will draw near to me. Okay. Great. Thanks, James. That's really encouraging to me. Now, cleanse your hands, you sinners. Oh, frick. Mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> cleanse your works. Cleanse what you're doing. Cleanse what you're saying. Is what James is telling us to do here. And purify your hearts. Because where your heart, what your heart carries is where you're either myopic or double-minded. Correct? This is not a message of, hey, make yourself look pretty outside. Okay? It's a message of, let's get to the root of some things. Come on. Let's get to the root of what's actually happening. But I'm not there yet, so don't, don't worry. Matthew 16, turn there with me. Matthew 19. I misspoke. Verse 16. Matthew 19, verse 16. 60. Whoa. Okay, you ready? Where am I? It's 19, 16. 19, 16. Cool. Ooh, do I want to... Yeah, I'll read. Uh, Jaden, why don't you read it for me? Just 16? 16 through the... Until I tell you to stop. Sounds good. Thank you. And behold, a man came up to him saying, Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And he said to him, Why do you ask me about what is good? There is only one who is good. If you would enter his life, keep the commandments. He said to him, Which ones? And Jesus said, You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, All of these I have kept. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you will be perfect, go and sell what you possess and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I say to you, only with difficulty will a rich person enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Perfect. Again, is this truly just talking about money? No. This is actually talking about glory. This is actually talking about glory. His possessions actually glorified glorified his kingdom. Yes? Do you understand that? Yeah. When I buy things for myself, is it for God or am I just saying it's for God? Yeah, I get it. Uh-huh. Yeah, whatever. I don't want to offend anybody too much. Right? At the end of the day, it either glorifies God or it glorifies me or the devil. But nobody likes talking about the devil, so I'll, I'll just leave him out of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll be, yeah, that'll be too much conviction tonight, you know. Um, what's Jesus actually doing? Is Jesus saying, hey, I want you just to sell all your things so, you, so I can see that you follow me? No. no, he's attacking a heart issue, yes? He's attacking a heart issue of where his heart is, is what actually, is where everything else comes and flows out of. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes? Cool. Yes. Good. I haven't preached in a while, so I'm like trying to find words, and it's hard. Yeah? Cool. Thanks. Matthew 13. 
Matthew 13, it talks about the parable of the uh, soils. Yes, write it down for me. Matthew 13, parable of the soils. The one I want to talk about, can anybody list them all off? Do it, come on. Nobody interrupt him. Thorns. Thorns. Road. Road. How many others? I don't know. You tell me. Ooh, there's four. Wait, what? I didn't say anything. Thorns, uh, the road, um, the good soil. Good. Thanks for getting <laughs> that one. <laughs> there's one more. The rocks. The rocks. Yes. I know. The rocks in the road. I know. Yeah, whatever. Rocks. Rocks. Path. The thorns and the good soil. Yes? Do you understand what they all represent? Yeah. Cool. If you don't, read Matthew 13 and it will explain it to you. I'm going to talk about the thorns. Okay? <laughs> um, so, Matthew 13, it talks about the good, the good, the bads, the uh, uglies, the, yeah, all of it. Okay? And I want to talk about the thorns. In Matthew 13, it says, It sprung up in the thorns, and it was choked out by three things. First thing, the cares of this world. Hmm, what are the cares of the world? Oh, all my stresses and anxieties, all my worries, yes? Do you understand that that does choke out you? Do you understand that? That's a real shame. Mm -hmm. Other one, deceitfulness and riches is another one that chokes you out. What does this mean? Uh, no, this does not mean I want you all to be poor so you don't get tempted. <laughs> no, I actually really want the Lord to give you more so that you can be obedient with it. Mm-hmm. Do you understand the difference? Yes. <laughs> okay, I need to tread lightly around that because of other things that are happening. But this is not about having money. It's okay to have money. It's more of a stewardship problem and not the love of money. Do you understand deceitfulness and riches is that? Mm -hmm. Okay, it's not greed taking possession of your money. Yes? Mm -hmm. Because I can get greedy and I can stomp on people. And is that showing the Lord? No. Good. I'm glad we're all on the same page. And then the other thing that chokes us out is desires of other things that enter in and choke out the word that has been stored in us. Wow, isn't that fascinating? He gives us three areas. Yes? Brilliant. Thanks. Thanks, Jesus. You really thought of it all. Yeah? Thanks. Yeah, he's on top of it. Yeah? That's good. Cool. Desires of other things that enter in and choke out the word that has taken root in our lives. Says it in Matthew 13. You can read it. Okay? Do you understand that Jesus is a life giver? Yes? Good. I'm glad we all understand that. If you don't, I'm telling you tonight. Hey, Jesus is a life giver. Cool? Okay? Do you understand when we don't look at Jesus for life, we're actually trying to suck life out of everything else Mm -hmm. that comes our way? Sometimes we even suck life out of, like, stress. Right? Like, I actually am going to stick a syringe in this, suck out life in my stress, and inject it in me. Do you understand that? Right? Where Jesus just says, I'm, I am uh, my, uh, what, what does he say? Um, spring up a well. Right? Where that's, there's a the never-ending river kind of thing with Jesus that we just need to drink up kind of thing. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. But 
when we don't look to Jesus for life, we actually say, okay, cares of this world, I am going to actually suck life out of you like a bone marrow transplant and then inject it into me so that I can have life. Mm -hmm. Do you understand that? Mm -hmm. Maybe other pastors have told you that there's a God-sized hole in you and you're trying to fill it up with all these other things except Jesus. And then when you do it with Jesus, then that's when you've arrived. Yeah, I'm just saying it cooler. Yeah? Cool. Okay? Okay, does that make sense? Yes, sir. So as I kind of wrap this up, oh man, as I kind of wrap this up, I really want us to search deep into our lives tonight. Okay? Not just like this surface bull crap that we've been doing all year. Yeah? Okay, I kind of... I had a heart-to-heart with the guys on Tuesday of just like, you know, I just really want some brothers instead of some teachers in the room. You know, at guys group, we just come and want to just tell each other how to live our lives and nobody moves towards any, any goal. We're just like, yeah, and this is, this is what we need to do. I'm like, shut up. And like, I just wanted rawness, you know? And that's what I'm inviting into this space tonight. I want authenticity in this place, okay? I want to get to the root of the issue. And I want to go layer by layer, like an onion, yeah? I want to peel back every single layer and get to the core of the problem, okay? This is going to be really, really fun. And I trust that the Holy Spirit will guide us through this, okay? Amen. Yes? Yes. And I want you... As we kind of process through this, I want you to write down what you believe the root is, okay? You don't need to tell anybody yet, okay? Did, I, did you hear me say yet? Mm-hmm. Cool. I don't want you to pick just the sin that you want to deal with tonight that's safe. I want you to go after the deepest, darkest, yeah? I want you to find the sin that's been taking root in your toes, and I want you to bring it up to the f- surface, okay? Does that make sense? Yeah. We talk about the depths of my heart. No, I want you to dig deeper than that, Okay? The best way I can explain this is um, by talking about a Canadian thistle weed. Okay? There's this Canadian thistle weed that's highly invasive. Okay? You guys are all smirking, because, but I did a lot of research on the Canadian thistle weed. Um, so what actually happens is a seed is dropped into the ground, and it's of this Canadian thistle. Okay? And what actually happens is this, this root system does not grow vertically it actually grows horizontally okay so it's very very interesting and i believe that this is how sin operates in our lives as well okay a seed takes root yes and then it starts spreading from the one spot from the main hub it starts spreading and all underground until all of a sudden a bunch of shooters come up out of the soil and it starts to manifest above the surface. And then that's when you know that you have the problem. Because when it starts to manifest, what it actually does right away is it starts throwing seeds everywhere it can. The head on this thing is a big seed, like kind of like a sunflower, how you just kind of shake it and sunflower seeds come out. Yes? It's the same thing. When a wind hits, all of these seeds fly and land and do the same thing over again. Okay? This is the same way our sin works. 
And the fascinating thing about the Canadian thistleweed is that if you cut it off at the earth, the root is still strong. The root is still sucking up the nutrients. It actually kills other plants. It, you know, it'll kill trees around it because it's sucking all of the nutrients to stay as strong as it can. You see where I'm getting at? Mm-hmm. Isn't this fascinating? Because mm-hmm. you're like, wow, this is how my sin life works. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's exactly how your sin life works. Mm-hmm. Because if you cut it off at the root and you say, okay, I'm just going to repent of this one. Right? Like all of us have. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is the easy thing to repent of. Cool. I'll, I'll cut that off at the soil. What actually happens is next season, just like the Lord prunes us, like it says in John 15. Yes? Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you know that it says that in John yeah. 15? Good. Yeah. Just like the Lord prunes us for what reason? So we can grow back and healthier. Mm-hmm. Correct. The same thing happens with the Canadian thistleweed. If you cut it off at the earth, it actually comes back very much stronger. And it's harder to get rid of. Why? Because you actually didn't do anything. You actually didn't take care of anything. You actually made it a bigger issue. The only way to get rid of the Canadian thistleweed is one, by fire, and two, by digging it up with a shovel and tracing it as far as you can. Same thing with our sin. It's either one with fire. Holy Spirit. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm glad I had to connect those, not, those dots for you. Or two, we need to go out of our way and dig it up. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me paint the picture a little bit more. This is kind of the exercise. So you say, okay, here's the manifest sin that's happening in my life. Okay? For sake of example, let's say um, having sex before marriage. Okay? Let's just use this one as an example. Because, yeah, it's easier, right? Okay? So that's the manifested sin, is actually having having the the sex. Yes? (laughs) Nobody's laughing at that. It's like, oh, no, we're talking. Yeah, whatever. What's the actual root of it? Is it, I can't say no? Hmm. No, it's deeper than lust. Is it, I actually have a lack of self-control? Is it, I'm actually really insecure and I need self-worth? What is the root? Do you understand this? Mm -hmm. Do you understand this exercise? Mm -hmm. I really want you to understand it because I'm not going to move on until you guys do. Okay, because, yeah, that's an easy one, right? But what if it is anger? What's the root of the anger? Is it because I'm a control freak? And things aren't going my way? Is it this? All of these things, right? I can't give you a list of like, okay, if you're struggling with anger, here, follow this flow chart. (laughs) Yeah, I can't do that. I can't. But the Holy Spirit will guide you through it. Right? Uh, Why? Because He's done it in my life. And the cool... I won't get into that, actually. Yeah, actually, I... Does that make sense? Yes. I know, I know. 
The cool thing is, is when you actually get to the root of things, you'll see that all the little sprouts that are coming out of the, out of the ground, when you take care of the root, all of those actually go away instead of just the one thing that you tried to cut off. Mm. When you repent of the root, actually more sin gets taken care of. Mm. Do you understand this? Yes. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah. Everybody should be smiling because I've just solved all of your problems. I've just told you how to solve every single problem in your life. Do you understand how, how important this is? Yeah. Right? If you have a stress issue, what is the root of it? Right? If you have a pissed off issue, what's the root of it? A jealousy issue, what is it? You can't, uh, what, uh, yeah, whatever. Another sin. <laughs> what is the root of it? Dig deep, okay? I want you to take a little bit of time, dig deep, okay? Find the sins. Write it down. Write down, okay, these are the manifestation sins that I'm dealing with. Cool. Then dig deep. Figure it out. I can't hold your hand through it. If you need my help, come up. I'll help you. But I really want Holy Spirit to help you through this. Okay? Cool. Stop looking at me and let's do it. Yeah? Good. Be brutally honest with yourself. The cool thing is we're not getting into groups tonight, so you can be really, really honest. Cool?